thank you for uh, joining right. us for episode four of The Fine Print, where a group of uh, three individuals gets together to discuss, you know, just relevant topics of interest, uh, relevant subject matter, and just, you know, things we're going through in our everyday lives to help you live your best day, your best life every day. So That's right. welcome. I'm welcome. Ty Davis. And I'm Feli. I'm Manji. Welcome to the fine print. <laughs> hey girl. Hey girl. Hey. <laughs> How are anyway, you guys doing this week, man? You guys doing well? Feeling good. Feeling great. I know I say that quite often. It's a good thing to say. <laughs> I, mean, I just like I genuinely have just joy like from here on out. That just I oh, that's just how I am. So uh, there's definitely things that have put a damper um, on my week, but I just when that happens, I'm just like, I need to go for a bike ride. I need to love some steam. Or something that uh, a friend of mine was just telling me, she was like, girl, you want to go shooting? <laughs> I like, love shooting. Right? Yeah. Like, I never need to love some aggression. <laughs> live your best seven like, life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So, yeah, it feels good just to, like, release and, like, let that, like, negative energy go in some, like, constructive Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Rather than resorting to drugs or alcohol or just losing your goddamn mind, you know. Yeah, and if you, you need to practice, like you know, shooting, there you go. Done. It's one of my favorite pastimes. Okay. Yeah, I look prissy, but I love America. I love shooting things, not people, not animals, really, but like you know, targets and stuff like that. Yeah. But right. Like, we in right, there. Right, right. <laughs> yes, we're definitely in there. We don't advocate shooting people. We definitely. We, and no. There's been enough of that. Too mm-hmm. much. Oof, yes. But well, that's awesome, though. How about you, Monty? How you feeling? I feel good. I feel I'm ready to <laughs> express myself. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to kiki <laughs> and let loose. Yes, always ready to kiki. Okay. <laughs> I heard of it. I'm going to have fun. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, as every episode of The Prime Print, we always start off with it's our weekly mantra this week. Uh, this week, I want to do something a little bit different, you know? I think we always have, like, these weird kind of, like, mantras and stuff that we have out there where we're just like, oh, my God, I'm trying to change the world and do that stuff. Today, we're not about that life. Mm-hmm. Today, we're just about having a good day. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just forget about just our mental capacities and how much control we have over our certain situations and stuff, which I always tell people, you Ooh, know, yes. it's all about how you react to things. You have full control yes. of how you react to your day. So yeah. Thank you. Today's mantra is, I'm going to have a good day. Because I'm going to manifest a good day, you know? Yes. Whatever the world yep. throws at you. Yep. And just saying, pause. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do I want to react to the situation yes. right here? And it's Am not I going to allow it to affect my energy or not? Don't let it affect it. It's about Don't. choices. Yes. So actually, we're going to rephrase that. We're going to say, I choose to have a good day. No, I'm going to have a good day because I choose to have a good day. Yes. It's all about choices. It's all about us deciding how we feel, mm-hmm. what our emotional capacities are. You know, a lot of times you butt hurt, you and your feels and stuff, you can snap out of it because it's your choice to feel that way. You chose, yep. Right, exactly. Yep. yep. You chose to feel cunty today. You chose to come to work and be in a bad mood. Like, no, we're not about that. So I'm not going to subscribe. Yep. I'm not going to subscribe. Yes. Unsubscribe. Cancel subscription. Click. That's a powerful saying because, like, I think I actually had that realization this morning when I woke up. Like, I literally said, 
I'm gonna be happy today. Yep. <laughs> like that's it. I'm gonna have a good day. There's there's things that I gotta do, and I'm gonna do them well. You're you know, because well. like yes. there, when I've like really noticed, like when I choose to be in a bad mood or like choose to be down, that's literally a choice that I'm making. I'm choosing it over and over again, but I can just change my mind. Yep. And you guys heard what he said. Yes. He said, when I'm choosing to have a bad day, when I'm choosing to react negatively, these are all choices. You, yep. we all have people in our lives that bring us some kind of negativity or just really just irk our nerves. Yeah. But it is literally up to us how we react to those situations. Yes. You know, yeah. if you go to work and you're always consistently in a bad mood, think about it. why I'm in a bad mood. Is it because everyone else around me can't be because they probably work in eight hours. So it's literally you being in that mind frame for eight hours. Yes. You choosing to be butthurt. You choosing to be uncompassionate for yourself. You choosing to just be angry for whatever reason it is that you want to be angry just so you can feel something. Right. That's not what and, we're about today. And then that choice being rippled to everyone that you come into everyone contact with. So you're just literally passing this on to everybody else. else. Your negative behavior is your negative day. Now Becky has a negative day. Now Karen's got a negative day. Thank you. So now your whole workplace is negative because (laughs) you came in negative. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. So I got a story. Okay, because uh, on my floor, on my um, my unit, there are certain people that I know are. You know, negative Nancy's, and mm-hmm. so working in a hospital setting. No offense you to Nancy's, sorry, Nancy's. No offense to Nancy's. No, right. yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> but anyway, so you can't like light anything because you know, like they say, with sage, and if you like sage, it's gonna get rid of you know. Oh yeah, the energy. The the bad energy, the bad juju, whatever you want to call it. And so obviously in a hospital setting, they have oxygen. You can't just like. Like torch uh yeah you can't just like uh, light the sage so i'm just like what is another option so what i started doing was <laughs> i would spray people <laughs> with sage <laughs> but like so they started out they were trying to be like they were trying to make fun of me and they were like girl what kind of other hippie stuff you on now and i'd be like Mm-mm, you're not gonna affect my day i'd be like Ksh-ks. As soon as I hear them like talking negative and being negative, but it was I I brought it intentionally to like kind of lighten the mood, and yeah. so like by the end of the shift, people are like, "Where's that sage spray?" Right. Because this patient is acting a damn fool, you know. Like they would just be like, "I'm, I'm trying to find it. Like where is it?" And try to like, and then it ended up being, um, <laughs> it ended up being where they would be like. I don't, I don't know where it is, but like you need to <laughs> fix that situation. <laughs> you need to fix all, all of this because we're not about this today. So right. like, yeah, so that energy that you bring does affect your environment. So you can choose whether to react to somebody being negative and be like, all right, I'm not even going to take this personal. It's all about you and you all in your feelings and all in your mood. I'm going to choose to remain positive. And so that was like my way of doing that. Absolutely. And bringing that energy in. So then that way, it's like, I'm going to try my best to make sure that I not only guard my energy, but, like, give, like, that positive energy. So, like, making my energy stronger than theirs. That's literally you living your best life to be able to give back to other individuals. You know, you want... And nobody All wants that to be around energy somebody to be negative. In there, you know, you want to be giving out as much as you're receiving because that makes you more abundant. Yes. And if you get a spray... I was like, at one point, like everybody's being negative on the unit, and I was like, I was spraying the whole <laughs> unit. I was like, everybody. I was like, you want to get sprayed? You want to get saved? They'd be like, 
spray me belly up like all right <laughs> yo I, I appreciate my coworkers because they allow me to be myself <laughs> i love it but hopefully you were definitely bringing them some joy but it's probably also what they needed that day but right. yes you know? and they did and they did yeah and we continued that Beautiful. Well, that was actually an amazing story. I'm going to get me some uh, sage in the spray bottle and start okay. spraying people and yep, whatnot. Girl. <laughs> Your local mystic shop. Right? I'm sure we'll have it. Um, until our viewers, though, can actually get some sage. Actually, clear sage is the best. You can always get them and uh, just send essential oils. It's yeah. absolutely amazing. I'm all about essential oils, so go get your essential oils. They're right. life changing. But if you can't do that, then just think about this mantra. You know, yes. you control your emotions, you control your choices. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to have a good day because I choose to have a good day. Yeah. That's what we're, we're fucking on today. Yeah. That is going to be part of our breathing exercise. So when you start your day off today, when you wake up in the morning, you're about to go to work or wherever it is you're going to go. You know, if you got a lot of kids and you're just like, I don't want them to work my nerves, just be like, I'm going to have a good day. You know, yeah. you're going through lots of things because we're still doing the pandemic type of situation, you know, just tell yourself, I choose to have a good day because it is always up to you to have a great day. Mm-hmm. So we always do we're going to start a mantra with a breathing exercise just 12 seconds of your time is all we need today for the pond brand we always start off with four seconds of deep breaths let's do it yep four seconds in four seconds out on the count of one i want you to really really manifest you having the best day of your life today we're going to breathe in all of the hope all of our good choices. We're going to breathe out all of our negative choices, all of the things that kind of get to us. You know, if you already have stressful wording, just breathe all that stuff out. It is unnecessary. You didn't take that throughout your day. We want to continue this day being the best person of ourselves. So, starting from four, we're going to count backwards. I would love for you to breathe in and breathe out. So, the deep breath, four, three, two, one. Breathe in all of your good intentions. One, two, three, four, breathing out the negative influences. Again, four, three, two, one, breathing in all positivity. One, two, three, four, exhaling. One more time. Four, three, two, one. Then a really good breath out. One, two, three, four. Now we're grounded, we're oxygenated. We hopefully are a little bit calmer and now we can live our best days. If anyone tries to come for you, baby, breathe them out. That's what I always say. (laughs) Excel them out. That's all you have to do. It's literally as easy as that, people. It really is as easy as just breathing and excelling. Like I said, don't be a shallow breather. Shallow breathing is the worst thing you can possibly do. So deep breaths and just know. We are the pretty much captains of all of our choices. We control all that stuff. So have your best day, guys. Love yes. It. Beautiful. That's awesome. Yes. Thanks, Ty. Of course, boo boo. I look forward to those because it's like it yes. helps me feel grounded because I was hella like energetic just then. <laughs> that just I like will side me and like calm me down. We do it before my segment so I can feel grounded right before my segment. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I always I'll like, take the energy back up again. Okay. <laughs> No, but you like when you really do breathe deeply and exhale deeply, you notice a difference you have than you to. normally yes. breathe. It's yes. like it's the strangest thing. <laughs> because like, it's, it's an automatic thing we do just all all the time and we forget about how in control we are. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's one of the things, you know, like our body just naturally does. Yeah. Right. But at the same time, we are still in control of our, our breaths. We have to breathe so we can stay alive. Right. Yeah. But whether it is a relaxing breath, whether it is a breath of solace, where it is a breath of anxiety, you know, we have full control over that. So breath is honestly key. Like I told you, like, met this super, super cool guy named Al Bailey. He always told me, you know, breath is the first thing we do when we're born. Yeah. The last thing we do when we die. Mm-hmm. It's always a part of us. So being really cognizant of your breathing, being really just conscientious of your breathing and how you're feeling is extremely reflective of what your present state is. Yeah. So if you have shallow breathing, if it's erratic, chances are you're going to just erratic. So mm. bring it back down to a level. We're all good. Calm down, girl. Calm down, girl. Especially for this episode. <laughs> this episode's all about friendships and relationships. Yes. So we definitely breathe deep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And if you need to hold a little uh, tension ball, just like release some tension, little squeezy ball, what's it called? Stress ball. Stress ball, yes. Do what you need to do. Do do what you need to do. Tension. You know. Same thing. Same thing, right? I always say choke the ball, don't choke people. Okay. Please do. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, just like at the beginning, we're talking about choices. The people that you have around you, those are choices as well. The people that you Mm -hmm. choose to include in your environment, that's a choice. um, Which affects affects your your life and your energy. And um, the people that you choose not to be around, you know, that's a choice as well. Absolutely. So I I just wanted to talk about, for me, how I look upon how good friendships are and how to be a good friend. Um, and sometimes we all fall flat, yes. <laughs> fall short of the glory of the God. So we're, there's no blame here. That's just um, just talking about it and being cognizant of it. Yeah. Um, so good friends to me, and we can all chime in because these are just things that came up on top of my head. Sure, I'm sure, sure they're all different for all of us. Um, but what does it look like? What does it look like to be a good friend? For me, I love friends who are always who always have my back. <laughs> who always like take up for me or like protect me in in senses that I feel like I need to be protected or I can't protect myself. Somebody that's always like there for you, pretty much. Who isn't like you know talking behind your back. We all we all know yeah. like people <laughs> like will talk behind your back and be yeah. then smiling to your face. That's not a friend. We don't need those Regina Georges. Okay. <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need those Regina Georges. No. Okay. Like that's not no. what you want in your life. That's going to like. You can kind of like as a <laughs> we don't need those. Like this right. is the best topic. Like it's hot. Like yes. segment ever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like and also you can kind of like I'm I'm a very energetic person. I can feel people's energy, and you can feel like you might not know what things are, but you can feel like something's hey, up. Something's like, off. Something's amiss. Yeah. So if you're yeah. if you're like energy is off, it might be you have to look around and see. Okay, what's going on? Like what's affecting me in this mental state, or what? What do I feel? Where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. It might be the people that you surround yourself with. You might have to look for that. And something that's like difficult for me, and it's still difficult for me, is like people that I know aren't like can probably like affect my life in a positive way. Like I feel bad. I was like, oh, I feel bad. Like I don't want to like you know not hang around them because like they're my friend. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, they're they're my friend. It's hard like to be like. I need to cut somebody off. Like I need to like not be around them because I don't want to make them feel bad or make them feel like a, like they're inadequate. Inadequate. Yeah. Or there's something wrong with them. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But sometimes it's 
you have to look at yourself first and, and your life and where you're going. And sometimes those decisions are very difficult, um, but you have to look within yourself and know if, if that's a decision that I need to make. Is this person enhancing my life in a positive way or are they affecting my life and causing me to do things that maybe I don't want to do anymore mm-hmm. and putting you in environments that are not good for your right. well-being in mm-hmm. the future. Exactly. Gotcha. Well, conducive to growth. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I know that I know that a, a lot of people are looking at this and looking at you know the people that they surround themselves with and making decisions on okay who do I want to be going forward and who do I want to surround myself with because yeah. it's so important um, to who you who you are as a person mm-hmm. um, and that's another thing of being like a good friend it's somebody that inspires you. You know, to be a better version mm-hmm. of yourself. And both of you guys inspire me. Aw, thanks. Truth, truth and honestly, you're always expressing yourself and looking in ways to grow yourself and looking in ways to, like, your interests and say, I want to do this, so I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that inspires me to be like, you know what? I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> you know That's what? a matter I, of fact. Right, I can do that. Like, <laughs> let me just do that. Let me go ahead and, like, create a podcast with my friends and just express myself or there's some a creative thing that I have in my brain and if other people are, are doing it like I can do it too absolutely you know what I'm saying yep. or instead of you know people that may put other people down because of something that they're doing mm. you know you can surround yourself with people who like see somebody else accomplishing something and they're just like why are they doing that like yeah it kind of like you hear that stuff and it kind of like affects you too absolutely so yes. okay so you said you want to cut people out of your life that don't contribute to you in a positive way, but what if you're their inspiration? Right. So maybe, like, maybe not cutting them out, but minimizing contact? Right. Because then that way they know, like, okay, I could aspire to be this. Not to say, like, you're better than them, or, you know, it's just just you're on different paths, but... You may be that one connection that they have yes. of somebody striving. Or just yes, inspiration when exactly. it comes to stuff. Right. That comes exactly. into like our last segment where we actually discuss toxic relationships, what they look mm. like, and if they're worth saving. Oh, okay. Because so that's can... very, very important. Like you yeah. said, like I am a very, like we're all very empathetic, very compassionate individuals. Yes. Where every individual we have in our life, we are like, oh my God, like that's like, like my Judy, we're going to be in it together. We're going to be yes. out there being like my old Olis, like doing adventures and right. slaying it, smiling, like doing all this stuff. <laughs> and then when things you don't fall through, yeah. or if you had a relationship with somebody for like 10 plus years, you're just like, hey, what's going on? Because things change. And you're like, hey, I don't really know what I want to do about this relationship. There are lots of key things that you can look at mm-hmm. that will let you know, will this be beneficial for me in the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or is it something I need to cut ties with now? Yeah. in order to become the best version of myself and also just to release this individual so that they can hopefully do so a little bit of growth So they can be themselves. Well. Yeah. Because sometimes when you are there as an inspiration for somebody, sometimes it's also like a hindrance because you only act, not only act as an enabler, but then you kind of let them live out their toxic goes vicariously like through you a through lot you. of the time. Yes, yeah. because they influence you a lot of the way. So we're gonna tie that at the end of girl. Okay, okay, okay. It's, okay. It, it's hard though with friends, girl. It's hard, yeah. baby. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Tough. <laughs> yeah. It is it's tough. really tough. Navigating. You yep. have to like feel it out and do what's the best, you know, at, at that moment or at that time. Yeah. Right. So yeah. And something so like I just want to comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm, no, it's a very important point because like I feel like I try to look at it 
from all aspects. I, I'm like, okay, I know, like, I helped this person in some way, so I don't want to be like, no, I'm just done, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, you have to, like, look at it in all aspects. And I'm glad right. that we're going to be revisiting that and, like, actually looking yes. at points and be like, okay, now I can answer these questions and see what makes sense yes. yeah. for me. Yeah. But there are some people that you know you got to cut off immediately. Like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you just feel like, <laughs> like, no, this ain't this Exactly. <laughs> And for me, like I would call like energy succulents, like people who literally get energy off of you. Uh-huh. I've had those experiences. I call them energy vampires. Exactly. Where it's like, what you got? You got energy succubuses. You got energy vampires. What I got? I got so, like like energy. What? What we got? I don't even know. It's okay. You can you can borrow ours Some for the moment. Mythological <laughs> scary creature. That's like right. Energy for me. That's what I am. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you know immediately, like if. And one of the <laughs> one of the things I I noticed was like sometimes people different situations come into your life to make it like oh did you learn that lesson before from that person that you had hung out with that before now the same person is coming in your life and in a different form in a different yeah. form exactly can you recognize it right do you recognize it yep. <laughs> and it was like I, I recognized it immediately I was like uh like if you if we just are becoming friends. There's like I think there's like etiquette to like always friendship, friendship etiquette. There's there's, friend, there's relationship etiquette in all aspects, <laughs> all aspects. And people don't even know. Another, that's a whole episode. Relationship relationships etiquette. Relationships and friendships. Social, romantic, yes. family, all. all. There's way to do, yes. ways to deal yes. with things. Like if I shouldn't, if I just met you, like you should be calling me every single time you call me. You want me to take you somewhere? Like we're not friends like that. We haven't built built that foundation of friendships nope. where. I will want to be like coming and drive you and pick you up, take you here, take you there. Like, no, like we haven't built that foundation. That's bad etiquette. I mean, yeah. I, I don't mind doing things for my friends. I love doing things Absolutely. for my friends. Right, but right, right, right. If we, if it's like every single time you call me, like you want <laughs> something or you need something, you're right. Every time you call me, you're taking something me. from me. Exactly. It's not a friendship. Right. Yep. It's not. That's yeah. not. You don't do that to people. Especially if it's yeah. not, and that's what we call yeah. reciprocity. And if you aren't yes. reciprocating my emotional needs as well as just friendship needs, you know? Yeah. Being, right. If you're always taken, no. Chances are, no, yeah. we're not. Being used. Yeah. And it's like, if we were saying like emotional intelligence, like being emotionally intelligent enough to be like, this person isn't really, I don't know them that well, so should I be asking this person to do things and... Is it, do I normally ask people to do things like mm-hmm. this? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. you have to be, like, aware enough. And yes. Some people may just not be aware or on that. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. But it's also, you have to be aware of, like, your boundaries. Like, okay, well, you cannot be aware of it, but I see it. Mm-hmm. And That's why I think communication is always very, very key because, like yeah. you said, some people aren't aware of their actions and how it negatively affects other people, which is why it is our responsibilities to right. be our authentic selves to let people know how we truly feel about it. Exactly. If you feel as though you're being taken advantage of, take that friend to the side and be like, hey, hey, yep. I really, really adore our friendship, but every time you call me, you always ask me for something, and I don't really feel comfortable with that. Because then that's you just letting, one, the universe know that you aren't appreciative of that. Also, the individual knowing you're appreciative of that, and then that's something that you no longer have to communicate because right. you've already got it out there. Right. So you are being 100% on think stuff, whether they receive that or not. Right, it's up to them. Exactly. It's up to them. them. That matter won't care that you say that. Absolutely. And if anything, they'll appreciate it. They may actually feel a little butt hurt when you do reveal your 
real emotions when it comes to a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but eventually they'll come around. If they care about you, they're compassionate, and they want to be an integral part of your life, yes. they're going to be like, oh, you know what? This person is I'm absolutely sorry. right. I need to change I my behaviors realize. in order to make this relationship yes. something. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Done. Okay. Yep. Love it. <laughs> but also, um, something, you also have to recognize like when to, like if somebody's recognizing up your friends and what they've gone through to see what state they're in and mm-hmm. not giving up on people when they're down. Yes. You know, in the spot where they're like, uh, yeah. you know, yes. like you're going through a rough time. I know time. I've seen yeah. you better than this. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that we communicate enough so we can get through it. Yes. Yeah. You know, and being there to support. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, yep. and I just people, like ditching your friend because they're going through a rough time. It's like, damn, are you going to make my rough time even rougher? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is when I need a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Like come through, and that's like having your back, right? Exactly. And sometimes that's all it takes is you to call that individual and be like, "I know you're going through a hard time, Mm -hmm. but I see that, and I'm here for you." Right. If you need to talk about anything, done. And that's a lot of times that's all we need to do. That's all we need to do for a lot of people just to let them know that I got you. I got you. Yeah. It's totally cool, you know. And you can help them in certain ways you know but once you start to see you know if they're going through like a lot of things that you feel would be kind of a little detrimental to you right Mm -hmm. then you can help them in certain ways also while protecting your energy yeah and your mental level your mental capacities your emotional capacities and whatnot you know there are like you said manji's all about making boundaries there are boundaries when it comes to certain things like this mm-hmm. there are things you can take in and receive to be able to give out and there are also some things you can just be like you know what i'm not receiving that yeah you know and that's very important just to be able to realize that you know and sometimes when it comes to friends the toughest thing is like tough love yeah right yeah well sometimes you got to just tell a bitch hey you really messing up right now, so I'm gonna take a break from you until you get your shit together. Because if Manji would come to me and be like that, I've known what both of you for like yeah. almost 15 years. If you be like, I'm not talking to you <laughs> well, until you get your, I'd be years. like, I'm really messing up. Like, right. like, like what am I doing? Like, yeah. no, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. exactly. You know, we can always we can always be like the good cop. Sometimes we got to be the bad cop too. You know, for people to learn. Nothing comes easy. True. That's so true. It was definitely one of my points. It's like telling somebody when they need to get it together. It's like, girl, I love you enough to be like, you need to get it together. That's what good friends do. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the mark. Honesty. Being honest and, yeah, exactly. Being able to tell them. I care about you. I love you. You're my friend. But, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing, just. You need to slow roll. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know what your goals are. And that's not going to help you go there yep. and get there. Yep. So. Any aspect, even comes relationships. If like, you were in a relationship with somebody and I was just like, boo-boo, he ain't nobody thought, get out now. Right. I'm going to be like, trying to save you, boo-boo, like, uh-uh. Yeah. Like, if I feel the energy, you just, you just got to get out of it, yes. you know. Yes. But it's all about, you exactly. know, y'all have choices. We all perceive right. things differently and it's how we, like I said, like, we react to it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> But also a point that you made earlier is like being available. And that's something that I know for myself that I need to be better at because I'm always like so in my own little box that I'm, I feel like I can be more available, not only to friends, but family as well. Mm-hmm. And because we all need like uh, somebody there just to be like, always. I'm here. Yep. You know, yeah. you're not alone. You're not going to go through this alone. Yep. And just being available, you know, for a phone call or just to go 
hang out. Yep. Yes. And that's part of social self care. That yeah. sometimes all individual needs is just to know, like, hey, I have that one person. Uh, you don't know how many times I've, well, you guys know, because you guys are my best friends. Boy, I'll call you crying. I'm so sad, I don't know what's going on in my life. And just talk to you, and after the phone with you, girl, I'll be like, because a lot of times when you talk to other people you realize they're going through the same things you're going through and right. you're just mm-hmm. like oh, i'm not alone this is awesome yeah like yeah. i thought i was my entire family was crazy like what's going on like no or my relationship was like in shambles and i thought he was just like no you, you got a crazy one too got you and yes. that just brings things in perspective and that's just it's just a beautiful thing so right. yeah yeah I love that though. You just gotta be open and honest. Open and honest. <laughs> and open openness is being vulnerable. But it's hard. We don't like okay. to be vulnerable. <laughs> I say it like it's easy. Yes, no one likes to be just vulnerable. Just do that. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> I'm like, um, okay, how do I do this? But no, I mean, I've practiced trying to um, be more mindful of like not letting my day take me, you know, like, away, like, getting carried away in a day. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And just, like, pausing for a second, like, when I do think of someone, just, like, shooting them a, a quick text saying, hey, I, was, I thought of you, or uh, I saw this meme, you know, because don't we mm-hmm. <laughs> keep in contact through memes nowadays? A right. lot. Uh, and it's funny, you know, you just trying to just connect and just say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Yep. Because a lot of times that's all it takes. Because it's so simple. And then sometimes, like, we forget to do it. And it doesn't make us bad people. It's just, like, you know, you get caught up in your day and you're busy. And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, shit. You know, and the day gets away from you. And the days, and it turns into days, sometimes weeks, sometimes, okay, we want months, years. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But, you know, just to be present in the relationship, um, whatever it is, and finding avenues. Like, oh, you're doing that? Hey, let's do that together. Mm -hmm. You're working out and you've got goals. Hey, let's do that together. Or, hey, you know, you're trying to go um, look for jobs or look for... um, A new car. A new car, yeah. Hey, you know, I've I've got this background. How about we do that together? Or, you know, just like creating different avenues, like, and being engaged in each other's lives. Which I don't think we actually do enough of now. I think we live in such a competitive world nowadays that everyone thinks they're in competition with one another. And I think that's very detrimental to society because, like, when it comes to my friends, like, if I have a skill set that I can have that I can utilize to make you more successful, I'm going to help you do that. Yes. But not everyone thinks that way. Lots of people are thinking, you know, I need to keep all my talents and all my creative skills and all my thoughts in my side of my head because someone's going to take them. Right. And after they take them, I'm not going to be able to do what I want. And this is, it, it shouldn't be it's that like, way. No. It's all about building literally like spider webs so that you just have this huge one spider web and you have all these different connections of people you can just pick and choose from so you guys are all living your best lives, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Yes. Selfishness, that's just... It's, it's, it's a waste of time, it's guys. Lame. Don't be selfish. Please don't be selfish. <laughs> it is selfish. Really the, way, the biggest waste of time. You will get more by volunteering your time two days a week doing something that you probably don't even give two shits about yeah. than you just being selfish for 365 days a year. Trust me. Tr- trust me on that. Trust me on that. So don't be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> and don't be that person. Yeah. But I, I think my last point that I want to make is probably the most important one is like the ability to be yourself around yep. people. If you're not able to be yours completely yourself, like if you're goofy, if you're like awkward, you know, if you can't believe be yourself, that probably isn't 
you know, a friend that you need. Nope. Yeah, you can be your authentic self and you have to put up a, a front. And right. It's like, is this even yeah. a real relationship? Exactly. <laughs> Friendship or whatever yeah. it's going to be? Like, yeah, we have enough representatives out there. Yeah. Why are people trying to keep up appearances? We get so right. many friends that we have that we think are like doing so well, so we love hanging out with them, just so either we can be like seen by them, or so we can be accepted by them to just mm-hmm. be like in their own little realm. And that's not what it comes down to. It really isn't. Right. Like we need to see them for what they are, and then also just know that we are worthy of having as much as they they have you know like don't compare yourself to other people and don't try to just surround yourself with people because you think you're going to have some kind of like gainer access you see with celebrities all the time i want to hang out with famous people so i can become famous right like, yeah that's a cool mentality but at the same time you're just using these individuals and at the end goal is probably not going to be something that's going to be really beneficial to you yeah. so surround yourself with people that have like 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 minds, minds yeah and then exactly. also i mean even even like the like firm mind minds, you know like that helps you grow people yeah. that have you know opposing opinions about stuff you know mm-hmm. that hopes to open you up a little bit but at the same time trying people that you know are just going to be good for you because we all intrinsically know right that's just that we do you know yeah. you get that feeling you wake up in the morning i hate this motherfucker oh my gosh <laughs> that's a strong feeling but people do it every yes. day yeah you know abusive relationships yeah put on airs yeah we're just put on the airs yep well if they try to change you to like a oh. person like Monsieur was he was hitting on you know like hey if you can't be your authentic self then who are you but also it comes in them changing you you've changed into a completely different person when you're out around them you know yeah then, and mm-hmm. and that's it's an important point because I feel like there are some relationships that I endured that changed me like <laughs> I was like before I was are you talking with romantic you? relationships or are you talking friendships like what both both okay. yeah <laughs> I would say both I think like romantic relationships have like maybe a stronger yes. effect oh, yeah, um, yeah but it was like I, I endured this like struggle all this time with this person and I knew I shouldn't have been in it and now I'm like I'm a completely different person a stronger person but like I wasn't the same person going into it that I came out of yeah of it. yeah so it's like in order to like I was saying earlier to see that and just like okay no this isn't something that I need to be in this yeah, is yeah. I even even go even deeper. Like I thought about situations where I've been with other people, and I've been like, I used to love doing this like so much, and now I don't. And it's just like, why don't I enjoy? It? It's like, oh, I wasn't doing it because I enjoyed it. I was doing it because they enjoyed it. Mm. Mm. You know, and it's just like oh, that makes sense now. <laughs> That's why you don't do it. But you forget about stuff like that. Yeah. Quite often, you know. Huh. Yeah. It's and it's insane. It's yeah. it's 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 really crazy. But I mean, it's grow. Yeah, it's about. That's why I said learn learning more about yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah, those are great points. But yeah, I know. Uh, not only is having friends, you know, have being in different cultures and being from a different place also affects like your friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so being African, well, first of all, being Eritrean, and I mean, all my Africans can agree with like some of the point. Well, I won't say all. Our experiences are probably different, but I'll just speak from my experience growing up uh, African in the U.S. Because like trying to build friendships growing up, baby, my parents were so strict. 
And if it was like nothing to do with studying mm -hmm. and good education, like they were not about that life. They were just <laughs> so like, for example, um, like I couldn't talk on the phone to my friends like growing up. Like, and, and trying to be there and present as a friend. And, like, I'm seeing all, like, you know, all my little friends at school. And they're just, like, all interacting. And, like, yeah, you know. And they have, like, all these little inside jokes. I'm just, like, I feel like um, this, like, outsider, like, kind of tapping on the window a little bit. Like, hello. <laughs> you know, because I'm just, like, oh, I don't have that. And they wouldn't, my parents would not allow it. They were, like, no, read your book. You know, like, it, that was, like, the, the thing that I heard the most was that, what are you doing? Read your book. Why are, you, why are you trying to do this, do that? You have to study, you have to work smart, you have to be smart for the people. <laughs> you get to read your book. <laughs> Mom, can I go play outside? Read your book. <laughs> you not talking about Read your book. You know, I'm just like. My mom had to say, like, we had friends, if she wasn't strict, but like, she always reminded us, she was like, I'm your friend, you don't need no friend. <laughs> You need no friends. I'm your friend. <laughs> Jesus is your friend. Go pray. <laughs> so it was like things like that. Like, for example, like in high school, I would try to. Now, mind you, this, uh, this is like a childhood friend of mine. And so she was also from the same community as me. She was mm -hmm. also retreating. And so I would sit there and be like, hey, I would have to ask permission. Hey, can I go talk on the phone now? She would be like, yes. And she would pull up a seat right next to me and be like, go ahead. <laughs> Not prison style. <laughs> I'll wait. I actually got conjugal discipline. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh my God. And so like we would have like we eventually started having codes where it would be like <laughs> <laughs> She's right there? Yeah, yep. Yep. Yes or no questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, why do you just keep saying uh-huh, uh-uh? Why don't you talk about more? And it's like, I'm thinking in my head like because you're right there. <laughs> you're I can't talk about nothing. Uh -huh, yeah. yeah, it's like, mm-mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no idea what's going on. And then people knew, like, my friends at school knew. They're like, no, nah, you can't call Felix. Her, her parents, they super strict. Like, she comes from a strict family. Like, you can't even touch her. Like, prom dates? No, baby. Didn't have one. I had to go solo. Aww. My dad... And all the Af oh, a lot of Africans know. I know, up. right? <laughs> I was turned up. They were like, did you drink? I was like, no, bitch. I'm just happy as hell I'm out the house. <laughs> <laughs> and, it was cause it was, and then my dad, like, they, he rolled up in the taxi. Because uh -huh. he drives a taxi. All immigrants know. <laughs> a lot of their parents, they drive taxis. Taxi or they yeah. own a convenience store. Yeah. Or they own More a restaurant. restaurant. Yeah. And so my dad was the one that was driving the taxi. So he pulled up in his taxi and dropped me off at prom. And I was like, God, this is so embarrassing. I was like, okay. He was like, call me as soon as it is finished. Because, <laughs> baby, I would have been in so much trouble had I called and nobody else was there. And I had my friends drop me off at the, what is everybody? You know, like, <laughs> no, I, I wanted, I, I valued my life as uh, an African growing up. So, yeah, so, you know, you would, you would drive a taxi and... They were so strict that to the point where it was just like very sheltered life. So I had to, as soon as I 
could like cultivate experience for experiences for myself to help me grow mm -hmm. and that also included friendships because it's like I didn't know how to be a friend because I wasn't allowed that in my like development you know like period when you're like socializing and everything because mm -hmm. it's like you know I didn't know how to be there for my friend and that was going through something I didn't even know they were going through something yeah well, you I know say, like I'm like the same way like you grew up in a regional household but my family was like extremely like nomadic and I hated it because my mom was a single mom and all my sisters are way older than me. So I was kind of like like the only child for like a little while, you yeah. know? But because we moved around so much, I didn't have any social skills, like social, like social skills to really like ground me or to even know like how to make friends. Mm -hmm. Like who are friends? And if I made friends, I would move like three months afterwards. So it's like, friends, what's the point? Exactly. So I would have to yeah. reestablish my whole friend base. And this went on for 10 plus years. Yeah. To the point where when I went to high school, I, like, eh. yeah, I wasn't in probably half the yearbooks. I just finished school up and I was just like, yeah, these are people I kind of know, but I didn't grow up with any of these people. Right. Like, I don't know who you are. I actually don't have any childhood friends I actually grew up with, like at all. Yeah. Like people you can be like, oh yeah, we grew up 30 years ago. None. Right. Like you two are my longest lasting friendships and that's like 12, 12 years, oh. which is crazy. But every, before then, no. Yeah. No social skills, no ability to like adapt to social situations when it comes to that. So like you said, like being a friend or knowing what friendship and stuff was like mm -hmm. was very weird. I it was a novel, it was yeah. a novel thing, and so I just like really, and it's just I don't know. It's what it is. Like I mean, I I recognize it at least when you can recognize yes. it and like okay, this is definitely an area where I just need to grow. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like so, yeah. I mean, and growing, growing up being African, you know, I always also got questions like, you know, can you speak African? It's like, first of all, <laughs> African is not a language. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> like, can you do the clicks? So, I was oh, like, oh. No. But it, yeah. I you can't. can't. Do that. No. I, I, no. Like, the ignorance maybe. level was just like so high. And like, some of them were just doing it to be funny. I was like, eh. <laughs> But then I tried to use it as a form to like educate, but it would also depend on like the situation. Like, cause they're mm -hmm. just doing it just to be funny. It's like, all right, whatever. Right. But then there's like, no, I kind of genu genuinely want to know like, what is, like, what do you speak? Like how, like, like what are different things that you do like culturally that yeah. are, you know, different. Like, and it's interesting that, cause I think being immigrants and like, coming here to a culture that my parents like just don't know they have even more so or even more reason to like protect their children because they're just like well i don't know like if this situation is going to necessarily be a good situation for you mm -hmm. you know right. like if i'm trying to do extracurricular activities and it's like yeah i want to join a dance team you have to come up with a whole proposal to be like this is how i'm going to apply it in my life like yeah that just like I'm able to actually use that now to be able to, uh, in like my like at work or like whenever I'm trying to approach somebody about something like mm, how's this going to how's this going to benefit you know what I mean mm -hmm. and so I was just growing up African was just when I compare it to other people's experiences it's just there's some similarities like with sleepovers it's like we have a house 
when you have a bed, <laughs> right. I do need to go to somebody else's house. To sleep on right. right. sleep on their bed. I mean, like, but... That's so funny. Yeah. Right. We're going to sleep over. You that's, got, that's got a full bed right there. Right. You know, we're, we're going to have fun. You can have fun anytime. I can take you over there. I'll be like, when you don't have time, you're not going to take me nowhere. You, this is not going to happen. But it's like, you know, like, I mean, I feel like black Americans have that in common. Yeah. Can't nobody sleep over this house. If you sleep over, I want to know what the address is. I don't number. Who is their family? Yep. Especially when I was trying to talk to my American friends. I got to talk to mama. I would be like, who are these people? What is their name? Um, so her name is, you know, Katie. Who is Katie? Why does she, why do you guys have to go somewhere? Um, because I just want to, we want to be friends. And no. <laughs> just immediately cut Katie off at the knees. I just be like, but she's a nice person. That's okay. She's, we can't trust Katie. Just, just say ha ha at school. How you doing? That's it. Come home. <laughs> You know, I just be like so devastated. <laughs> I'm not traumatized, y'all. Not at all. You gotta call Katie back. Like, Mama said, I can't come visit you, Katie. Why? I just can't. Girl, <laughs> I went to, so like I was active in choir growing up, and um, we would have choir concerts, right? Mm -hmm. Like you would have band concerts, orchestra mm -hmm. concerts, whatever. And so I had to fight them tooth and nail to like even do this. I was like, but this is for a grade. Like I'm gonna straight up get an F. She was like. What is this? Why do you, why do you, like, you know, they have their hand gestures. Why do you keep on doing this? What is the point? What do you, have to, this, say? What do you have to say? Is this useful for your life? For your futurity? That's how they say it. For your futurity. Maturity, but future. Yes, maturity. <laughs> yes. I love that word. It's a great <laughs> business name, futurity. Don't take but, me off. Futurity is on a trademark. They like to see that you are participating in other things other than just reading your book and then my she i mean like every time so one day what i did was i was like i'm gonna stay over at school and i'm gonna go over to you know so-and-so's house and we're friends because we're stay, you know we're in the choir together and we'll just go to the choir you know to the concert together we're gonna get ready you know we're gonna go eat and we're gonna do this and da 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 da, -da. my mom and then she called up to the school and she was like where is my daughter <laughs> I'm like, how did she know? <laughs> and she was just like, would always call to check in, and I did not know that before. And so my choir teacher was like, you need to get over here now. She wants to have you here at the school waiting until 7 p.m. for the concert. I was like, but it's only four. What am I going to do for three hours? At school. With nobody there. With nobody there. And she was like, ah. That's that's she. That's what she. I was like, dang, and it's like I couldn't even be myself. Like my first homecoming I went to was my senior year. That's crazy. Like that's how strict they were. Homecomings start freshman year. You know, you go to high school, homecoming done. You get in there, senior. It's crazy. And I have to be like, I have a choir concert. Full face laugh. Kind of. A little bit. But anyway. So, I mean, these were my experiences and these are what shaped me and made me into the person I am today. So I am grateful mm -hmm. for them because I could look back on them now and just like all these like different situations were just so 
It's, it's funny, kind of looking back. Yeah, you're, just, you're just like, you're just, like yeah. you're, you're just protecting me. It was cool. Yeah, they were being all protective. Yeah, you were being like, mm-hmm. mom and daddy. You didn't cool. know about the culture here and who's good, who's bad. You don't want me to fall into the wrong crowd. Right. And it's like, but you know, the time to make the mistakes is when I'm under your roof, not out of it. So, but anyway, I digress. Wait, you say that now though, but baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to be like whenever I become a parent, whenever that will be. You're going to be the same way. I you hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Read your book. Read your book. What are you doing with your life? What are you doing, are you doing with your fraternity? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, just like your mama fell egg. Oh my God. Don't you see these kids? She would always compare us to other kids. You know, they are making this whatever invention. Why don't you be more like them and be like, because you don't give us the resources and the opportunity and the support. <laughs> You're like, Mama, because they got friends. They got friends to help them. I don't got no friends. Right. I got to go to my house. Mom, Dad, I love um, you. I'm just saying, you did your best. <laughs> when you were in school, did you encounter any, like a lot of like other immigrant kids that you could actually like confide in or talk to? Were there any other African people, any other Eritreans actually? Because I mean, like, Eritrea is pretty small, you know? Oh, we have such a small community here where we grew up. So, yeah, like, we would just um, compare, like, our situations and things. And we would we would laugh about it even then at the mm-hmm. time. We were like, man, our mamas are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, or our dads are crazy, too. Would you have and other so, individuals to kind of talk to, but we like, definitely, about culturally about that? Yes, yeah, gotcha. yes, 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 yes. Like, in school, like, it was a little bit different because um, I went to a school where it was predominantly white. And uh-huh. then... Um, I was a part of a desegregation program at that time, and so they would literally ship us black kids out to the county school. Gotcha. And so it was very much black, white. And so there wasn't a whole lot of other cultures mm-hmm. um, in that mix. Gotcha. And so, which was so unfortunate, because I'm yeah. just like, this is not real life. Y'all, because right. like I came from a school system that was like focused on international studies, and there no international. It was a city. It yeah. was a city school, but like I mean, we had I had Russian, Bosnian, um, Vietnamese, um, Chinese. Uh, I mean, you name it, Guatemalan. Like we had all different kinds of cultures and people there, and then to go from that to this like culture shock of just like white and black and I was like it's weird yeah it just like it really like it really threw me so like that was an adjustment too but yeah I did have like some people that I could culturally be like can you believe that somebody was like saying this you know like making clicks and all of this stuff it's just like ugh and they're like yeah girl it was probably Anna from blah 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 she did the same thing to me (laughs) yeah yeah so it's crazy man anyway crazy so how do you think that has kind of shaped who you are today? Like, do you think you're more accepting? Do you think you're more tolerant? Do you have, like, more patience? Was it detrimental to, like, patient. your, like, upbringing? Like, do you, like, how do you think it shaped you? I've definitely been more patient now. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it, it taught me patience, rather, for ignorance mm-hmm. and being able to use those moments to teach rather than... Um, to be mad or upset or let it affect my energy like even like being able to say my name for example like I never got my panties in a bunch about that I'm just like 
not everybody necessarily has the um <clears throat> how do you call it like the coordination to be able to pronounce my name correctly and even though it's two syllables mm -hmm. like there is actually a certain way for it to be pronounced and so um it's i've been a lot more tolerant of people that come from different backgrounds because i was exposed to so many people from different backgrounds gotcha. early on because that was definitely a culture shock going yeah. into like a white black situation versus multicultural situation yeah. and so we can only imagine what you went through i mean your name is Monsieur. what do people call you when it's going on my name is tyler but i still got tyrone <laughs> it's like terrorism. You like, look at the. I'm black, but I ain't not black. I ain't Tyler. Right. Tyler. No, you can tell like if you have a substitute teacher when they go when they get your name, it's like it's Monsieur. Like, let me just I'll just say it. Don't even say it. We got you. She gets yeah. to the it was me all day because my last name starts with A. And you're always the first one. You're always the first. So one. I'm the first one. So what they'll do is they'll look at the roster sheet and they'll be like. <laughs> so if I can't pronounce your name, I was like, as soon as I heard that disclaimer, I was like, yep, my name is Felic Abraha. And I'd be like, how did you know? Right. They look at it, they just skipped it. <laughs> Tiffany Blackwell, uh, A, you forgot me. They're like, we're not even going to try. Yeah, you're not even going to try. 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 So these. they were like, thank you. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. That's Tolerance, rough. man. I definitely. Yes. <laughs> That's rough. But. But we all go through it, though. We all go through it. Like, definitely. Yeah. I did all mostly predominantly the white school, so definitely flew you when it comes to, like, definitely, like, ethnically, like, not as intense as you, but being a black person in school, super weird. Only black person in class, super weird. But you get used to it after a while. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I think that's a really detrimental thing to our, like, our society and culture is when you grow up and you're the only black person in like predominantly like white class or you don't have like other people around you because once you start to get used to that then for me it was honestly like a culture shock because I went to Atlanta for the first time when I was like 14 and I was just like hi Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> so many black people here like where these people come from and yeah. it was just like it was a culture shock for me yeah. and I am black and yeah. it was just like, this is some weird, like, stuff, you know? And I don't think it should be that way. Like, we it all live is. just, the world's a crazy place. Yeah, Just say that now, it's a crazy place. <laughs> yes. I've, I've definitely had that same experience where it's like, because I grew up in a predominantly white school. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I also was, like, in, like, honors classes. So it was like... Anything gifted honors? Right. You were always <laughs> the only black person in there. Yeah, it was yes. like, it was a very Chilling. weird experience. Yep. And then, like, after I graduated, like, graduated and came to, like, college and stuff and just, like, assimilating with different cultures, like, in different experiences, it was, yeah. like, it was difficult, to say the least. Yeah. You had to, like, get used to different situations. <laughs> and just, yeah. like, just the way that, you like, you speak and how you carry yourself. I was like, oh, I carry myself this all my life through all this like, experience. Yep. And, you know, I have to try to like change kind of the find out where I feel. Like, yeah. this, this is weird. Like, yeah. I think from your situation, it's like when you do grow up like different, it kind of like molds you into a person, like a more accepting person, knowing that like oh my God, I yeah. know that I'm, I'm different. I know that yes. this, this yeah. is probably what I'm going to experience. And you can like relate to people who yep. who are different. Yep. You know? Because mm -hmm. it's like, it's, and it's interesting because it's like I had to. I had to learn 
how to be a friend, you know, yeah. like how to interact with people. Like, that's weird because it's like, you know, here I am in my own little world, and I didn't realize like how unique my experience was until I actually like um, had to like verbalize it out loud to someone because it's like, yeah, I actually didn't learn English first, even though I can speak it so clearly. Tigrinya was my first language. Mm -hmm. And then I had to learn English. And then to go from that to, in, I think it was in kindergarten, because like I said, I went to international studies school. Then they started like teaching us you know, foreign languages, so I chose French. And then I also attended a Greek Orthodox church. So I was like here in Greek. So I, man, when I tell you <laughs> language-wise, I was all messed up as a kid. <laughs> No wonder I was. <laughs> they put me in the slow class in kindergarten. Uh huh. Because they're just like, we don't even know what she's saying. But you over here speaking Eritrean, you speaking Greek, you speaking I mean, English, you, you got everything. You everything. <laughs> but like trying to, yeah. So anyway, point is, uh, you know, just like trying to get all of that like figured out and trying to like develop relationships and friendships in an environment that's so restricting was mm -hmm. just. Like, I didn't know what a healthy relationship actually for real looked like. Yeah. And I think you started saying that you, that's what you're going to, like, talk about is, like, like toxic relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely toxic relationships. But what I want is, do you have, like, maybe three tips you could give people that are literally, like, navigating this thing right now? Or maybe if there's some kids out there that come from a different, like, ethnic background that are struggling right now to, like, fit in with people. Like, what are maybe three things you could tell people to... Don't really? fit in. Don't try to fit in. Don't try to fit in. Find definitely. your tribe. Got you. Find your people, find your tribe, and then from that, grow. Gotcha. Because trying to uh, fit in and trying to assimilate, I tried to do that, and I lost a part of my identity. Your sense of self. Mm -hmm. yep. And sense of self. And that is and culture, what you need to that keep intact. Yep. And yeah, your culture and like what makes you you. So definitely don't try to um, assimilate. Um, another tip would be to with that tribe, just um, use each other to like, to vent about different situations that you do go through that are trying and that, you know, if you got made fun of for being different, you know, if, like for example, my mom used to cook um, Eritrean food, it was a very strong smell. And there are times- Bringing your lunch to school, even that, you know, with man, the damn Eritrean He'd be like, is that White Castle? Where's that? Where's that? I smell. Is that the Chinaman? <laughs> oh, no. I'll just be not like, in my field, I'll be like, I'll be going back to my mom, like, mom, stop. Just like, can you not? Like, because, like, I'm going to school and I'm smelling bad, and then they over there making fun of me. And so, like, being able to, like, vent with your people that you've chosen that have that commonality or yeah. with you is, is good. That could be so super that traumatizing. Be yeah. yeah. I to mean, enjoy eating something that smells fantastic to you, people being like, that smell like, uh-uh, you know how kids are, kids are me. Oh yeah. my I'm God. I'm not eating that ever again. Ruthless. Like, what? So ruthless. Huh. So. Like somebody come and tell me my taco smell gross. I can't never eat tacos. You got me fucked up. I <laughs> <laughs> um, A third point. Let me see. What would be a third point? Um, I'm just laughing about it. You know, it's, it's a temporary. Yep. It's temporary. Like, try, trying to keep things in perspective. So. Love it. Being able to like keep it light and just because eventually 
that those differences will be celebrated. And baby, since Black Panther came out, everybody want to be African now. Right. Everybody, right? Everybody trying to be African. What's your favorite dish? Rice you gonna jollof. click now? Okay. <laughs> Rice jollof. You was over there just eating macaroni and bland macaroni and cheese. Everybody converted. Like, everybody everybody converted. 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 Forever. <laughs> R.I.P. Tablet. Yes. Wearing kente cloths and stuff, kente cloth masks in the store. I'm like, yeah. Let me get that mask from. <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy, man. But I'm happy you made it through, and I'm happy that you had growth, and I'm happy that you yeah. came out of that on a, a really, really positive note, you know? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because things are always positive. Like I said, like, we always have talking people around us, you know? Mm-hmm. And. We just have to look, just look for like the signs and stuff of just like toxicity and what toxic people really, really like, you know? Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that people that don't want to see you happy are like toxic and that's like your favorite thing. So when you're out, when you're doing like exactly what you need to do or you're happy or you are in like your creative element and you are creating what you want to, you know, you always get toxic people in there to yeah. be like, oh, well, I don't like that. Is this what you really should be doing? Why are you doing this? Because they themselves don't believe that one they could do it or even have any sense of self a lot of the time so they have to feed off of you and your happiness because they lack that yes and that's one of the main signs of you having a toxic person in your life is when you surround yourself with this individual constantly mm-hmm. but you always feel a lack of love yeah or a lack of inner peace or a lack of acceptance you know if you think you have to put on a facade or be a certain individual you know that is a sign of you being surrounded by a toxic individual mm-hmm. you know yep. toxic people also like to really just kind of like get into like your headspace. So they put lots of thoughts inside of your head that you may not necessarily want to think or do think, yeah. but because you surround yourself with them so often, that just becomes like a sense of yourself because yeah. of them trying to put their toxicity, their anger, their hurt, their um, just any kind of like honestly problems on you because they themselves don't know how to deal with it, you know? Uh, toxicity also manifests itself in lots of people that don't want you to have other friends or have other opinions. You know, mm-hmm. toxic people like to keep you isolated. Yes. Like to keep you by yourself. Oh they also like yeah. to keep take your sense of like autonomy. So who you are as a person. Yeah. They like to strip you of all of those things so that they can have lots of control over your being individually. Because the thing that toxic people don't know is that they don't have control over their own lives. So when they think they can control you, then that gives them also a sense of control. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I can manipulate this person to do this, so I'm in control. My life's great, which mm. is horrible mind for them to be in. Yes. Because, because they depend on that, they then also have to go out and get other people that they can also make toxic. Because just having one person isn't enough, because that's not fulfilling enough. So they have to go and put their little tentacles out and reach in everybody else and draw me in, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's also really, really sign of a toxic person. Also, like things like lack of financial responsibility. Definitely, when it comes to relationships, this is a really, really big thing that is extremely key, especially when you're in a relationship with somebody that you want to build life with. If you get in a relationship with them and you see that they have horrible spending habits, horrible money habits when it comes to stuff, that is also another sign of a toxic relationship because that is going to be detrimental to not only both of your kind of energies when you intermingle also not only your livelihoods but that also means that that person doesn't have the mental acuity to be able to find to um, be able to manage something like finances and if you can't manage finances then think about things that are even more difficult like your emotional acuity 
like your way to process things, you know, your mental capacity to empathize with people, your mental capacity to be compassionate with other individuals, you know, all of these yeah. things play with one another. Also, when it comes to finances, I always think about like physical spaces, like environmental spaces, or even them as a whole. They have bad hygiene per se, or if their home environment or even work environment is extremely cluttered or dirty, then that could also leads you to think that that could be a toxic person because your environment is literally a representation and a manifestation of what you are inwardly. So if you are... Could it be though, like say for example, someone is not strong with their finances, but they are willing to acknowledge that and try to do Yes, if, if they are willing to acknowledge it, absolutely. But when I come to, when I say financial acuity, this is things that they may not confide in you in. It's different if I was to say, hey, I'm horrible at balance, like budget and money, can we do this together? Because that is a sign of communication. Yes, exactly. Not a sign of weakness. So that's what but I was getting at. But yeah. if you live with another individual and you are both working, you both have jobs, and mm -hmm. you are paying the majority of the bills, and you're just like, why isn't this being taken care of and whatnot? And you know that they have the support system and the means to be able to do it but just don't, don't do it then that also is a sign of disrespect for you and your relationship and then also lets you know that they like it said like their financial acuity isn't where it needs to be which yeah. can also be a reflection of them of course we all go through moments where we're broke yeah. or where we're struggling with money and things like that but when right. it start when you start to build weird things another sign of toxicity is white lies when you no longer have a sense of who this individual is because they tell you so many different things that you don't know to, what to believe, yeah. then that is a sign of also toxicity yeah. in a toxic relationship. White lies are probably the biggest clue that you can get when you are in a relationship with anybody because then you start to kind of see. Like what you know, kind like, of white lies? Like, oh, you, you know, people say white lies all the time. Oh, it could be as simple as I'm successful. I'm not promiscuous. Or, you know, like I want the best for you. Or, hey, you know, we're going to do this, and this is going to be really, really cool, but we're going to do this, but I don't really want to go there after this time. Why don't you want to go there after this time? Oh, I don't really know. Because you got an X or something there, you know? Mm -hmm. Once you start to kind of talk to people, and you start to figure out, like, these things, like, oh, well, why would, hey, why were you late coming home? Oh, you know, just one of those things, get caught up at work. And if it's always been caught up at work, and you're just like, that's not something that I even know is true because you didn't even work today. People get caught up in their little white lies. Mm -hmm. And it's all gotcha. those white lies that start to build up and accrue so that you can finally be like, holy Your word shit. that holds no Absolutely. value. We've it's all been in relationships with people that have been like, yeah. where were you at? What were you doing? How you feel about such and such? And you really feel out after you guys break up. Like those, that was all just a facade. Those were all little white lies for me to believe in you or for me to have a false sense of security so you can use your toxicity to manipulate me or to get some benefit out of me or for you to feel as though you're a bigger person or for growth. It's all about power and control. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and I do agree with that. Yeah, and it's... Because it's like, if you feel like you have to present yourself in a different light mm -hmm. to be able to control the situation, because people forget that, like, by with... Even withholding information, information. that the yep. person does actually yep. need to know... Yep. Like... That is a form of manipulation because yep. you're not giving that person the choice. Absolutely. Right. Yep. To make a decision. Yep. Even when it comes to you being that information. Passive aggressive. Something bothers you, and you tell them, "Oh, nothing's bothering me." That is a, a form of a white lie, because now you are one denying yourself 
honesty and compassion for yourself to be able to tell this person the truth, yeah. and then you also don't feel comfortable enough to be able to tell this person the truth. So if you don't feel comfortable confiding in this person sincerely, giving him 100% the way you feel, mm -hmm. or your emotions, yeah. and you know they aren't gonna accept that, then that's a sign of a toxic relationship, because you need to have somebody that's compassionate, that's really, really accepting, and also someone that is willing to work on things and to be able to understand stuff, you know? Yes. People that are understanding, or lack understanding when it comes to stuff, or don't want to understand you, mm -hmm. is also a form of toxicity when it comes to a lot of stuff. And then one of my favorite things too, this is like honestly the last one, is mutual avoidance, which I'm sure we've all gone through. Mutual avoidance is when you both just won't even want to be around each other. Yeah. You don't want to come home after the end of, you got off of work, you've been working 12 hours. Oh, I don't really don't want to go home because I'm going to have to see this motherfucker there. Or do you want to go to dinner? I'm busy, sorry. You don't have anything else to do. That's mutual avoidance, yeah. you know? You both don't want to see each other. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. So these are all signs for you to be able to look at toxic relationships. And honestly- And looking at yourself too, because absolutely. sometimes you could be the toxic person. <laughs> yes, you yes, know and it I'm definitely saying? comes And it's down. like being able yep. to like be self-aware and if you need to go to therapy and like talk some things through, you'd be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I've noticed this pattern. Am I contributing? Yep. Is it me? What you just said there, therapy. Unwillingness to <laughs> seek help. Toxic relationship. If you want to be able to build something and you are not open to seeking help in order to build these relationships, you are a toxic individual because it's not something that you inherently want. Yeah. For that. Yeah. And then that, then you're just leading the other individual on. Right. So there are lots of things to really think about and reflect mm -hmm. upon. But at the end of the day, when you know, you know if something that you want to work on is something that will be fruitful or something that you know is necessary for you to have growth and you want to really, really stay with this person, yes. think to yourself, how will this affect me now? Will this affect me in five years? Future. Yes. How does this, how, how, you know, and then also, what is my mental, emotional, and physical state? doing all of these things, you know? You yeah. always know. I think people should just trust themselves a lot. This is has to go with a lot of self-care and you really building good enough self-care for you to be able to make conscious decisions where you honestly and just truthfully trust yourself. Yeah. That's what it comes down to, is to make the right decision. But if you feel deep down inside, you got a man at home that ain't shit, that you probably need to leave because mm -hmm. he isn't giving you the support or the economic resources and stuff like that, or he ain't taking care of kids, or he isn't putting his best foot forward, or you just don't enjoy being around them anymore yeah. for certain reasons, then you really need to just sit down and think to yourself, is this something that I would want to work on, and is this something that the other individual will be willing to work on as well? Yeah. Ask yourself that, and then sit down and ask the other individual, is this something that you're willing to work on, or is this something that you are not willing to work on? How about your answer? If they're willing to work on it, you are too. You guys can hopefully get through it, if not, it wasn't meant to be, but at the same time, you don't live your life with any regrets because you tried. But then actions speak louder than words. And actions speak like, louder than words, absolutely. Because, you know, a person that is manipulative or that is toxic will be like, yes, I'm willing to work on it. But then some weeks or months yep. go by and you're still at the same place. Yep. And it's like, okay. Yep. So, no. Yep, and that has to do with just stagnation and growth. If you're in a relationship and there is stagnation and growth, if you both aren't growing, you both are in the same place, mm -hmm. then you need to sit back, both of you, and really realize and really reanalyze your relationship, what your goals are, what you both want to do, because we're all different individuals, you know? I always want to do what Manji want to do. Right. 
I, he don't always want to do what I want to do. But at the same time, <laughs> right. we compromise and we yeah. know these things. We communicate about stuff, you know, when it comes to stuff. You know, if yeah. we always want to do that, we're going to eat some tacos. So, look, that's yeah, all, all we do. You know, know what? You're talking about tacos so much. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I need some food to eat. I need to eat some tacos, too. Right. But those are definitely all signs of relationship, uh, just toxic relationships and in they, general. So. They are very, those are very true signs because I've dealt with a lot of toxic people. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like I everything mean, like, you were saying, experience. from personal experience, like if you, if you are experiencing any of these things, that is definitely toxicity. Yeah, because I've experienced it firsthand, and it doesn't it doesn't feel good, and no. you don't want to stay there. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to get stay. away fast as yep. possible. So, what controlling behavior? Just um, like everything we talk about, controlling behavior, mutual avoidance when it comes to stuff, financial. Uh, yep, like just. Horrible decisions when it comes to stuff. Uh, lack opposing of empathy, lack of compassion, uh, isolation. Like opposing these are all opinions. Opposing, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. like, these are all, and it's cool to have opposing opinions. Like we won't all agree oh, on things course. when it comes right. to a lot of stuff. But once you start to get to the point respect. where you have somebody that has a, if they don't respect your opposing opinion, then that's when you start to have problems. You yeah. know, that's when they also, if they try to change your mindset because they, you don't agree exactly what they want to, and they won't budge on it, and they got to make sure that you on the same level. That's right. awesome. Or your friends awesome. have a different opinion than them, and you would like bring it to them, and they try to convince you that yep. everybody's wrong, but they're mm-hmm. right. Or even when it comes to friends, I don't like this bitch, and you can't hang out with her. No, that's you, boo boo. That's a you. Because <laughs> this don't have shit to do with me. That's all you. So right. you do what you got to do. I'll figure, figure this out, out myself. And if yeah. I figure they're toxic, I will definitely cut ties with them. Yeah. No disrespect to you, but at the same time, your emotions and what you have to do is not going to physically, emotionally, or mentally influence me in any way, yes. shape, or form. Yeah. Unless you were just like, that nigga did blah, 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 something super heinous. Then I would be like, oh, we definitely going to fuck with him. Right. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Then don't. Exactly. But for just. He buy me a drink at the club. Cool, you need to work on shit. Okay. <laughs> but I also you think, feel entitled I mean, for some reason. Everybody can grow and change, and I do believe in that, but I do also, you have to look at, does this person have the capacity, the capacity. to even get to yes. this level that I want them to get there? And some yeah. people just yep. don't have the capacity to get there. I yep. know I, I'm not going to tell anybody's business, but like, <laughs> there are somebody, some people that don't even have the capacity to imagine a different future. Or even know how to navigate it. Or right. even yeah. self-actualize or really realize what their problems are. Yeah. Ooh, and if you don't realize what your problem is, you're not going to fix it. Yep. Right. And if you don't think you have a problem, you're not going to fix it. And a lot exactly. of people in toxic relationships, because they think they're right, and they have this really, really weird mindset that is, you know, like, hey, I am the primary... I'm number one in everything, every aspect of my life. Yeah, their inner dialogue is just... It's all messed up. Horrible. The in- course you're not going to be able to get anywhere because these people aren't even ready to change mm-hmm. so you have to also that's important find someone too where if you do have differences that is willing to change because if you're not willing to change then don't waste your fucking time mm-hmm. right you know guard your energy make boundaries and it's what it comes down to with boundaries yeah. communication and letting people know how you feel when you feel it and i think that if we would be in a much better world if people really communicate it right off the bat what they felt after really thinking about it. Like, don't just spit whatever comes out of your mouth the first mm-hmm. thing you do. Really, literally think about it. Process your emotions, and then come to the problem or come to the person that is really causing you this anxiety or these problems and just communicate. Talk to them. Let them know. Yes. Let it out. See how receptive they are about change. See how receptive they are about growth between you two. And if they're about it, they're about it. If they aren't, you got your answer. They, I mean, like, society really kind of needs something like this to develop in kids maybe in the school right. system That's, or school setting because it. not the not every single parents 
has those tool sets or those tools to be able to teach and dispense that to their kids. Like it could be, you know, a single family home and they got to work to make ends meet. So they can't teach that to their children because they're not there to teach it to them Mm -hmm. because they're just trying to, you know, they're struggling to just survive. And so like these things, unfortunately, you have to like seek out in order to learn them. But I mean, which is why I love therapy. I I say therapy therapy for everybody. I wonder what if I wonder what the difference would be if this was like a course in school. If this was a course in school, you know, you gotta like do do do. Like there's a like a we should have this in school. How to process your emotions. How to know how you're feeling at any given time. Because a lot of times, as individuals, it took me three three years to learn how to really process about how I felt and why I felt that way. Yeah. Because I would get angry and I would just shut it off. Or I would find some other vice to really be like numb me so I didn't feel that way feel anymore. It. It's just like, right. no, 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 no. You're not helping anything. You are literally just prolonging it mm-hmm. and helping it to continue to manifest. You yeah. know? So what is it that's going on? Like, why do I feel this way? And that's what it comes down to is why we feel the certain ways and also doing proactive things in order for us to, like I said, live our best lives. Yeah. Because I mean, it's, a, it's totally like, I'm kind of taking it back to nursing because it's like, there's def- different stages um, of development in order for you to graduate to the next one you mm-hmm. have to be able to finish the last one and yeah. if you can't ever get past this stage you're never going to get to the self-actualizing stage right or and when it comes to you your nurse yeah it comes down That's, to yeah. not diagnosing the symptoms but diagnosing the cause of everything you've got to get down to the cause you feel angry for a certain reason why do you why? feel angry why do you feel anxious it's because there is you got to get back to the diagnosis boo boo like what are you diagnosing you can't just do symptoms. Symptoms manifest in way different times. You have to literally get to the cause. Mm-hmm. Definitely yes. get to the cause. Oof, so. I'm so happy that you talked about that. I love it. Get rid of toxic people, girl. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do have them, work with them. If they're not trying to work, you got to cut them off, boo-boo. You got to cut them off. Quickly. Yes. Um, well, that wraps up episode four. four. Yes. Yes. Can I? Yes. Good job, team. Okay. Good for job. Us. Great job. Great job. All about friendship. We're friends, so this was a perfect episode for us to be able to <laughs> just talk about you guys and building friendships, mm-hmm. lasting relationships, toxicity and stuff. We've all experienced that, and Growing you know, we just culture yeah. and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. So. All right, well, this wraps us up, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Stay tuned. Episode five. Bye, guys. Love you. (laughs) The Fine Print Podcast with Ty, Ty, Belly, and Manji. Manji.